This is Matt Brainerd with another episode of the Political Prisoner podcast produced by Look Ahead America. I'm today speaking to somebody all of you probably know pretty well. You know his image. You know the picture of the guy sitting in then Speaker Pelosi's office with his feet on the desk. I'm here now with Richard Bigo Barnett. Richard, uh, I I know that I'm talking to you as you're driving. Uh, why don't you tell us all where you're driving? Sure. And I've actually, just to be safe, I pulled over on the side of the road with a beautiful Ozark Mountain view. I am driving to western Louisiana to uh, self-surrender. I was sentenced to uh, 54 months in prison for being a patriot that loves my country. And uh, right now I'm fulfilling my obligation, uh, really not much of a choice, to uh, to turn myself in while I fight with my appeal. You know, I uh, looked into your record very carefully. And just to summarize it for the audience, um, Richard is facing four and a half years for basically, I think you didn't win the best costume contest that day. But you probably won one of the best photo contests for the day of, uh, you know, in, walking into the speaker's office and, and taking a, getting a picture of yourself taken of it. But, you know, what really strikes me, because I remember when I heard this at the first point, first, first time I heard the story, um, you, you apparently uh, caused some damage in the office to an envelope, a paper envelope. You cut your finger or something on it, and you, yeah, you, you left a quarter— you left yeah, a quarter to pay for the envelope that you damaged. Now, Correct. you never hurt anybody at the Capitol. You didn't break anything. Uh, you, I guess, followed the crowd and started wandering around. And I presume nobody told you, hey, do not go in to the Speaker's office. Right? That is correct. Actually, I was pushed into the building against my will, and I have it on video, but... Uh, nobody within the uh, uh, DOJ and FBI, and we actually know uh, what side they stand on. It's certainly not the Constitution or law. None of them want to pay any attention to that. Uh, yeah, but I had video of myself getting pushed in and resisting getting pushed in. I didn't have any intention of going in now, the Capitol. Now, the other thing, too, that they, you know, they really want to uh, throw the book at you for apparently, you know, threatening an officer. But what what happened, if I'm understanding this correctly, is that you left your American flag in the speaker's office and you wanted to go back and get it. And there was a police line preventing you from doing that. And you did not like push through the police line. You didn't assault anybody, but you said to the police officers there that you'd make it real bad for them if somebody didn't get your flag. Now, you can make it really bad for a cop by filing a complaint, right? Yes. I mean, yes. or by, you know, uh, doing all the things that a public activist can do when the police department doesn't treat them well, which I presume would be your intention, right? Yes, I'm a retired firefighter, and all my friends back home to this day, regardless of what happened, are, uh, are a big majority of my friends are police officers. I'm a very law-abiding, uh, no criminal uh, record, uh, a well-known citizen of the community. Uh, I've never caused or threatened anybody physical harm. Now, honestly, this type of behavior just seems... Uh, part and parcel with uh, the frequent attacks we see on police officers from BLM, or it's actually a very, the most mild version. I mean, you didn't assault a police officer, you didn't spit on them, uh, you didn't blow whistles in their ears, which I have seen done on Capitol Hill 
with no repercussions for the people doing it, despite the damage to the officer's hearing. In fact, I even called out protesters uh, who were doing that to the police officers when I was at an event. And, you know, a little some piece of shit reporter uh, criticized me for criticizing people for, uh, you know, really assaulting police officers. But you didn't do any of those things. And, you know, you wandered in the, the speaker's office. Now, I seem to remember a picture of a whole bunch of people uh, intruding, trespassing in the speaker's office. And they were actually led there by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, are any of them also in the car with you on the way to serve four and a half years in prison? No. As a matter of fact, if you want to milk a name out of me, uh, Megan Paradise, who had sat at a desk next to me and apparently stole a baseball and, done, and uh, got on the megaphone uh, hollering for people to come into the Capitol, is another Ray Epps story that the FBI interviewed her and quietly told her to go home and lay low off the Internet while at the exact same time, knowing nothing about me, but my feet were on a desk, uh, writing up an FBI report designating me a tier one domestic terrorist and a ticking time bomb. Wait, this other this other individual, this woman, was in the office with you? Well, not in that office, but the previous in the office suite, sitting at another desk. Yes, and there are a few other people in there, but I don't know. Who why do you they think were. they got? Uh, why do you think she got uh, such a light treatment relative to you? Was she prosecuted, and uh, what was she convicted of? Uh, she was never even arrested. I think she's another uh, mysterious Ray Epps. What's her name thing. again? Sorry. Uh, Megan Paradise. And, uh, you know, normally you would never want to throw anybody under the bus, but something's going on there. I don't know if she's FBI informant or what. We have now found there's at least 80 FBI undercover informants uh, instigating the crowd outside, along with uh, undercover uh Metro, we have all this on uh, video. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Matt, you need to find it. But it's out there. Um, I want to back up for just a minute, too. We jumped ahead. Uh, when I was yelling at the police officer that wanted my flag, I had just previously witnessed, and here I am, a person, a firefighter, friends of the police department, everything else, uh, law abiding citizen. For the first time in my life, I had just witnessed outside on the Western Terrace police officers attacking and instigating and uh, 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 throwing hand grenades and tear gas into a peaceful crowd, which where throughout the day, four people died. So when I was dealing with that police officer, I was upset about my flag that a state representative had given me. It was more just trauma that, you know, than anything. And I was yelling that I wanted my flag. So I did want to point that out. I wasn't threatening a police officer. Anyway. Well, I I got I got to tell I got to tell you it's it's really shocking to hear about the uh, uh, Miss Paradise not facing any charges whatsoever, especially since she's known. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same as Ray. It's the same story. So, do you do you have any? Do you have any? Do you, you said in some of your uh, some of the reporting on you that they were trying to get you to admit to things that you didn't do. What did they try to get you to admit to? Uh, well, one of them was and. This gets to be a pretty deep story, but they wanted me to admit that, I, number one, they wanted me to admit to I traveled to D.C. with the direct intent of storming the Capitol, which is totally ridiculous in itself. They also wanted me to admit to being a tier one domestic terrorist. Uh, almost everything, they wanted me to admit that the eight inch, and by the way, buy one out there, anybody's listening, go buy the Harbor Freight and buy a package of eight inch zip ties to actual eight inches 
and try to attach one to your wrist. They tried to get me to admit that the eight-inch zip ties that they found, not in D.C., which I didn't have any, but in my garage at home, were in my garage at home to take to D.C. to use as handcuffs to handcuff people. Wait a minute. Uh, well, hold then, on, Richard. I got to stop right there. I got to stop right there. Let's, let's just yeah. focus on that a second. So you had zip ties in your home. You didn't bring the zip ties to D.C. with you. I work on, uh, I work on uh, vintage right. vehicles and I use for wiring harnesses. Wait, but, but you did not bring any zip ties with you to D.C.? Oh, absolutely not. So they and searched you your house. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So that tells me, first of all, they searched your house. They searched your house. Yeah. Yes. And they found zip, yes. some zip ties, and they said that they were you, you were going to attempt to use them to tie police officers. Yeah, even though I never took them to D.C., there's no, no, nothing ever brought up about having them in D.C. I did not have any in D.C. They were out in my garage, multiple different sizes. At that time, the largest one they could find out there was eight inches. And if you go buy an eight inch zip tie, try to put it around your wrist, yeah. you'll find out you can't connect it to one. So, uh, I'm just curious, um, just how uh, how uh, friendly were was law enforcement, Department of Justice, FBI, when they showed up at your house? Uh, actually, when they showed up at my house, uh, my uh, my uh, domestic partner was there, my girlfriend. And I was already, I had already turned myself in when they showed up. Uh, according to her, they showed up in pretty heavy force and everything, but they weren't rude to her or anything. So, oh, they weren't rude, but I mean, hey, why did they even search your well, place? They, B, made but, other, I mean... they made other insinuations there, like that I tried to hide my clothes, uh, which was ridiculous. When I got back, I had to get her out of a safe house. Because Antifa and BLM were threatening to come burn our house down, amongst other things. I had to put her in a safe house while I was initially in jail and uh, a lot of bad things. And, uh, and of course, they don't do anything to Antifa. Matter of fact, the FBI agent in charge of, uh, of domestic uh, uh, extremism claimed she didn't even know anything about Antifa on the stand. <laughs> what a perjury that was. That but anyway, like perjury. Uh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got proof. So of it. here's we a question for you. You, um, now, you were also accused of bringing a taser with you, or stun gun. Is that correct? Correct. Into the Capitol? That is correct. That is correct. Why did you have it with you? <clears throat> when, uh, you know, when I decided to go to the Capitol to uh, protest, for over a year, we've been watching the Summer of Love and all that. We've been watching Antifa and BLM attack innocent people. Uh, elderly people, families, dragging, blocking roads, dragging people out of their cars, beating them, everything else, obviously. And I made this statement. I've even made statements before then that are probably in the news somewhere. I had that with me for protection against Antifa while I was in D.C. And to be quite honest with you, before I left, and they're well aware of this, and it was in my computer, I looked up what I could carry in D.C., and as soon as I saw that guns were illegal in D.C., which they're not in Arkansas, I'm in a Second Amendment rights state, and I can carry anything I want, or I could until they falsely accused me and found me guilty of felonies. But anyway, once I realized I couldn't have guns in D.C., I looked at what can you carry to protect yourself legally in D.C., and guess what came up? Stun guns. So I went to a... a, 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 a outdoor store to buy a stun gun and the little guy there said well here's one it's a stun gun a walk stick and a flashlight i'm 61 years old at the time i thought oh how handy it'll help me walk too you know well so that's what i bought and legally carried to dc it was totally legal 
That's so it is a, it was legal for you to have it. Now, I mean, obviously, if you had gone through yeah, the metal the detectors at not, the Capitol, you wouldn't the be. The fact but. I was inside the Capitol with it, decided, the fact I was inside the Capitol with it may or may not have been legal, but I didn't ask to go into the, into the Capitol. I've got video well, shoved in. Right. I, but I do have, I do have a, a, a question for you, though, is that if you, I mean, if you did get pushed into the Capitol by the crowds, um, yeah. how did you then end up in the Speaker's office? Because that's quite okay. a ways. Well, I got well. I got pushed into the rotunda, and also I want to mention this: that walking stick with the flashlight and stun device attached to it never left my belt loop. It was never pulled out, never touched by me, never waved in the air. Matter of fact, to be honest, with you, it was so chaotic I forgot I even had it with me. Uh, once I got pushed into the rotunda, there was really nowhere out. I mean, there's hundreds of people pouring through those doors. I mean, just pushing you farther and farther in. And so I just started walking, and I was kind of stunned, really, looking around. And I realized I needed to get out of the crowd, and I also needed to go to the restroom. So I thought, well, I'm in now. I'll go look for a restroom. And I did end up, while looking for a restroom, end up in that office where also appeared two AP reporters. And the AP and reporters and I were just having a normal conversation. I mean, I was just kind of like, man, I got here I am. I'm looking for a bathroom. Here's these two reporters. And there was a desk there. And they said, do you know where you are? And I said, no. And they said, you're in Nancy Pelosi's office. And I said, really? And they said, yeah. And they said, can we take your picture? And I said, I don't care. At this point, you're just, man, I've been traumatized by watching the attacks. I don't, I wasn't even thinking straight. Sure, take my picture. I don't care. I don't think I'm in any trouble. And uh, uh, basically, they said, well, you sit down there and act natural. And that's what I did. And believe it or not, at my house or anywhere else I'm at, generally if I sit down on the desk, I throw my feet up. So that's what I did. And they took the picture. And they went home scot-free, and, uh, and my life's been hell ever since. So, Yeah, you know, that's funny. I know quite a few people, one in particular who is not a reporter but was wandering around the Capitol on January 6th inside, works for a news agency. No, not even a, not even a questioning, just because he works for a news Jay- agency. Um, so let me ask you, uh, you know, you were sentenced to four and a half years, but with – you know, the way good behavior and all that stuff works, uh, or whatever. How much, how long do you actually expect to spend in, the, in, well, in the I per- this is an interesting story. You know, I'm appealing my case and I also wanted to appeal, be out during appeal, but we found out the appeals courts are so backed up. You know, matter what do I appeal, whether it be my case or, or staying out during appeal, the appeals courts are so backed up. It'll be 24 months before I, I hear from anybody. So let me get that out of the way. Now, my appeal is not going to happen soon enough to do anything more than vindicate me now that being said they gave me the 54 months four and a half years i'd already served in dc in the gulag and tortured and slammed the head person of the concrete by blm guards and everything else for four and a half months so that'll come off the top so that'll bring me down to about 50 months out of that 50 months uh you only get like 56 days a year for good behavior but that's basically two months so that's a total of four months you can get off there now, though, they have what they call a first-step program. Well, if you'll get involved in the programs in prison, the better yourself, whatever they may be, welding or, you know, anger management, doesn't matter really what it is. You'll get involved in one program a month. For the first three months, you can earn 10 days credit per month, which is a lot. And yeah. after the first three you can earn 15 days credit a month. So by my math, and my math's not exact because there's other things that come into this, I think I'm going to serve at least. I think I'm probably looking at two and a half years. You know that first steps. That's uh, President Trump's legislation, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, and then <laughs> and I was, 
President Trump didn't even make it for patriots like me. He made it for real criminals to try to get yeah. them to rehabilitate themselves. What a great guy, you know. Yeah, well, look, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great people in history spent a season of their lives uh, in a prison. Well, you know the names. And they come out of it, and because of that, they it, it helps reshape them, it helps them refocus towards a greater purpose and a greater cause. And I would very much like to see that be the case with you and that that's already that's already started to happen for me. I've been, you know, I was in D.C. for four and a half months, where I gave my heart to everybody in there, whether they were day sixers or not. I helped other prisoners that were local D.C. residents that were in there for real criminal charges. Uh, you know, I've been under house arrest for two and a half years. So, you know, for the last three years, I've been through it already. You know, and I know where my focus is, and my focus is in, you know, uh, uh, is is just in this the strength that's given me to endure all this and to know that I want to be uh, a beacon of change from here on out. And when I say a beacon for, of change, I mean a beacon of change to cleaning up this system and getting America back to, I almost hate to say MAGA, make America great again, but that's what it really is boils down to. But uh, but my whole focus now is to clean up the, 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 the criminal empire that has taken over our nation and to be actively involved in doing so uh, and continue to do so in a very legal way, whether they, you know, ran me, you know, off the, the rampart or not. Uh, uh, I still don't feel like I've done anything uh, illegal at all. Right down to theft of the envelope. I paid 25 cents for that envelope. Uh, Pelosi's secretary lied and said it was covered in blood, which it wasn't. There's a couple of drops of blood on the desk, but not on the quarter. And she threw the quarter away, so she threw away 25 cents of government money. She's the one that stole from the government, not me. That sounds like you got a pretty good argument there. Listen, my friend, um, I'm very glad for the time you spent with us today. How can people help you if they would like to do so? Yeah, you know, I'm really needing help with my appeal, but not only that, you know, it's been a long, hard road. Uh, uh, so even like just a little bit of money here and there for commissary, phone, all that while I'm in prison. Uh, to keep it simple for everybody, I do have a GiveSingo, and it's GiveSingo.com slash Richard Barnett. Uh, so pretty simple, GiveSingo.com slash Richard Barnett. Uh, anything given is appreciated. It's always my whole life been hard to ask. I've always given, but I am in need. So if you're able to help me, I appreciate it. Okay. Well, look, um, we'll have that link down below uh, in the podcast description. Um, look, man, stay strong in there and stay in touch. And God bless you. Yeah, and absolutely. My last word to everybody is love your country. Just love your country. Thank you, sir. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Political Pro uh, Political Prisoner Podcast. Uh, this is Matt Brainerd with Look Ahead America. America first, America forever.